Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I just want to say good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night, good whatever time it is in your sphere of this world while you're hearing the sound of our voice. We are super, super excited just to be able to share with you on the regular. We thank and praise God for him. Just for for him being him, we're grateful to be alive, we're grateful to have voice, we're grateful to be in a mindset where we can yield to his spirit and allow him to speak to us and through us. So I am exceedingly grateful today. I really, really am. Um, we we missed broadcasting last week. We were going to do it, but uh, we were celebrating anniversary weekend. <clears throat> so um, I am grateful to say I did get to spend the weekend with my sister and my brother um, and my husband, and we had an incredible weekend. But, um, you know, sometimes we just kind of take a step back, let God do some inner healing and some rest. We get some much needed rest. Um, and that's what last weekend was all about. And I, I am so, so very grateful. And that being said, um, let me um, just introduce and, and bring to the the microphone, if you will, my wonderful, wonderful God sister to whom I really want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for such an incredible weekend last weekend. It was the bomb, girl. So I give God praise for you, Miss Tanya Roberts. Oh, I am just first when you say first giving unto God in all his glory. And especially to you, Sister Elder Doctor, I am just so blessed just to be, to know you and to be under your tutelage and to just be able to experience a greatness of friendship, sistership, guidance through you. So grateful for that. Thank you so much. But what you don't understand is just giving to you and how you receive is even a greater blessing of it all because we were both healing, and for my husband and for my brother, it was a whole healing experience. Nothing was wrong, you guys, but it was just the healing of just being around your loved ones and giving to each other in such a different way, conversation, touch, whatever it was. So I'm so blessed for that. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. You know that is so important because a lot of times people don't understand um, – times of healing and times of refreshing. And for you to say what you just said, that there was nothing wrong. It was just a matter of just coming together as as friends, as brothers and sisters in the Lord, um, and, and just enjoying each other's company. It was, it really was therapeutic and healing. Um, and I think that people miss that in their lives so often. They, you know, they, they just, get on this this hamster wheel and they just keep the wheel turning and going and going and going and going 
and don't stop to take the time to exhale and to just enjoy the beauty that's around them, enjoy the kingdom connections that God has given them. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, I'm glad you said that because that's, that's really good and really important. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I wanted to say this. It's not sometimes it's an easy process. It's just that it's so sad, like you're saying, so many other people were on a hamster wheel before all the COVID and all these different identities of viruses and different things, a cough, a sneeze. But the norm of how we know it is no longer. So mm. now people don't know how to get off the hamster wheel and how to even enjoy life. But again, it's about trusting God, not living in fear, but at the same time, again, it's so good to be able to come in contact with people that you love and to embrace and get different views of life as it is. Yeah, so, so very, very true. So, so very, very true. Well, with that, we're going to segue into today's topic because I know you and I both are very excited to hear what God wants to say through this topic. So I'm going to be a little transparent. Um, I am at the age now where I have to write things down. (laughs) <laughs> because I'll get a download, and if I don't write it down, I'm it's gone. I'm just being totally honest. Um, and I thank and praise God for my memory, and I I do I speak um, I speak over my mind, um, and I know that you know I will it will always be intact. But at the same time, I take proper precaution of writing things down. And this past week, I sent you a text. And the text gave the subject for what we were going to talk about today. And you were like, oh, perfect, good, <laughs> okay, with, with some emojis behind it. And so um, a couple of days ago, probably day before yesterday, I was scrolling and I was looking at different texts and everything, and I saw it and I came across that text and I said, um, oh, okay, Lord, well, what was this about? <laughs> what were you speaking in the midst of this? And um, so then today, as I, I, I've really taken a leisure day today as well. I had tons of things on my mind that I wanted to do today, and I was going to get up early, and I was going to do, 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 and I just felt, no, no, let your mind rest. Let your mind rest today. And I was like, okay. And so, but as my mind was resting, I was asking God, the title you gave me, what is it that you want to express through it. And today's topic is, I know why the cage bird sings. I know why the cage bird sings. Now, we know that that was the title of Maya Angelou's um, memoirs. And it talked about, you know, her growing up and in the 30s and the, the different things that her life had to go through. But that's, that's not from the, the place from which God gave me. He said, reclaiming your voice. I know why the cage bird sings, reclaiming your voice. And as I meditated on that and I thought about that, and he just began to speak things to me. And I envisioned, you know, these beautiful birds and, and they're in these cages. But even though they are what we would think trapped or inside these cages and maybe they would want to be free and out there flying around. But even in the midst of being in these cages, they sing these beautiful melodies. They're chirping. They're they're expressing gratitude even within the cage. And as I began to meditate on that, I began to hear that they're singing because they will not allow their situation to hinder their praise. They're singing because they're reclaiming their right to speak and to sing and to praise. They're singing because even though we may see them in an encaged environment, they are They are allowing their their gratitude and, and their expression to be free. And I began to think about 
There are so many of us that have been stifled, that we have allowed situations and circumstances to silence us, to shut us down. I'm, I'm involved with a, a group of women for an upcoming global summit um, that's going to be happening in a week. And one of the women, these are women literally from all parts of the world, and one of the women had an encounter with her husband and her husband's family that tried to shut her down, that tried to keep her. They were upset about her being free to express herself amongst this, uh, on this global platform, and and they devised um, what they wanted her to present and and to give them all the accolades and the honor and what have you, and it caused her to shut down for a moment. But when I saw this group of sisterhood, me included, coming and wrapping our, our, our virtual arms around her and decreeing and declaring, your voice shall be heard. Your story shall be heard. You shall give, give voice to the things that God has placed within you. It was like a rebirthing took place. And I thought about that when I was thinking about being caged in and reclaiming your voice. And she has arisen, and she is going to be on this platform, and she is going to speak. It takes all of us coming together to allow expression to come forth, not coming together to judge, not coming together to put Um, silence on somebody, not coming together to pass judgment on people, but coming together, supporting one another. And I'm going to say it from this vantage point, especially in sisterhood, because we as women, we have been stifled in so many different areas of life. We have been told what we can't do, what we're not good enough for, what we can't accomplish. We're too emotional. We're too vocal. We're too this. We're too that. And we become those caged birds. But it is time to sing. It is time to allow God's expression of what he placed within you, who he has called you to be, who he has spoken purpose to, to come forth. It is time for us to support one another, to allow each other to lean on our shoulders because we've each had a point in a period in our lives where we were shut down, where we lost our voice, where we became not who we were created to be. I've shared so much in these past couple of weeks on so many different um, platforms and lives as we have been promoting this summit and what have you, but it's like I can now show up unapologetically who I am, but as I reflect back on some of my past behavior, I can see an embittered woman. I can see a woman who, because of past hurts, put a guard around my heart and did not did not allow anybody to penetrate that and did not allow the love and the care and the concern that dwelt within me to be shown outwardly. And so therefore whatever came up came out and I spoke very harshly to people harshly to people. And I allowed my tongue to be my weapon of choice. It is still my weapon of choice, but now I'm fighting a different battle. I'm not fighting the battle of people anymore. I'm using the word of God to come through me to to defeat the enemies at hand. I'm fighting a different battle with my tongue. Now I'm giving rise to what God would want to decree and declare and put out in the atmosphere. So I just want us to come to a place of reckoning that it is time for you to reclaim your voice. It is time for you to rise up as that authentic person that God has called you to be and give voice to what he is saying within you. Receive the impartation of his spirit. Receive the freedom that he has given you, no matter what situation you may currently find yourself in, just like that bird that seems to be in cage, but yet 
allows the beauty of its voice to ring out. It is time for you to allow the beauty of your voice to ring out because you don't know who needs to hear what you have to say. And I promise you, there is a world waiting to hear from you. So that's that's what I would like to lead off with today. And I am so excited because I know that God has placed the download in, in Tanya for you today. And so I'm excited to hear what her take of knowing why the cage bird sings is. So sis, go for it. Yeah, it is just so amazing to me. I love the Father. I love God. I love the Holy Spirit because the maturity of how he takes us and the levels of how we walk with him is so great. And I love ever since this show how God is renewing and developing it even differently. And we always said that's why we love the title, Keep It Real. It's real talk. And as we begin to grow with the show, God has allowed you and I to both be even more transparent to the audience so we can be able to share. What I love is it is always such a pleasure for the Holy Spirit to use us according to his good purpose and his will. And when my sister texted me that last week and was telling me the title, I actually sent her an emoji of, you know, the smiley face with tears crying, laughing, and I said, perfect. Well, she never responded, and I was like, cool. Because you know how sometimes you send a text, and then after you look at it, I go, ooh. But right then, I was like, oh, gosh, I hope she don't think I'm trying to, like, laugh at the title. But when you didn't respond, I was like, see, the Holy Spirit let me know right then. We have both the same understanding but different views. Mm -hmm. And this is just how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. See, I'm like, you guys, it takes a lot for me sometimes, and I thank God for the Holy Spirit that he loves us so individually, like the grains of the sand on the beach. And he can deal with us all so differently, but it's for his good pleasure. And it's like he gave me, it's like an orchestra playing. A lot of people, some are playing the same instrument, but a lot of people are playing different instruments, but it makes an awesome melody. But that's how God orchestrates us for his good pleasure in the earth. Some are teachers, some are pastors, and that's what he meant. Some are evangelists, some are speakers, some are this. So it can make awesome melody and music. We can be different, but at the same time, as long as we're seeking the same pleasure to please God, it makes a wonderful type of music. What I got out of it, and this is how the Lord has to talk to me, you guys, it's probably kind of funny, but you guys remember a long time ago, it's only for old school people, that it was Tweety Bird. And Tweety Bird and the old lady kept Tweety Bird in the cage, but Sylvester the cat was always trying to eat him. And no matter what, as much as Sylvester the cat tried to go after him, the pretty bird always succeeded. And he used to, at the end, always say, a bad pretty cat. Well, right then, the Holy Spirit said to me, even though at this moment in your life, sometimes you may feel like you're caged, like there's no way to go, like there's bars around you, you can still of my praises because I'm mm. still providing, taking care of, giving you shelter and everything. See, Tweety Bird was loved by the old lady, and that's why he sang and he swung in the cage so perfectly because he knew who loved him and who was going to take care of him and feed him. Well, mm. that was my take and how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. I believe how the Holy Spirit gave it to you is definitely such a time as this for women to time to start having voices. See, that was never my problem about having a voice. But like you're saying, says how I said it and how God had to use it for his pleasure was totally different. Mm-hmm. I see, as the Father says, because I'm happy. I see because I'm free. And my eyes are on the sparrow because he takes care of me. And that's how he gave it to me. And I start 
the emoji with the laugh and the tears because I was laughing and crying at the same time. Because even in the midst of everything, how I view life, how I view it, he still let me know that he can sing because I'm providing. I'm still mm. taking care of. No matter what the gas prices seem, you still able to fill up the car. No matter what they say with the interest rate, the rent is still being paid. See, I'm at that point. That's what I need from God. My sister is at that point because that's what she needs from God. They're different platforms, but one is no greater than the other, God said. But they both have powerful impact because, again, the harvest is much, but the laborers are few. And when we begin to know our identity in Christ, it doesn't matter if you're not, if, if you run free or if you're in, it seems like you're in a cage, God can still use you for his good pleasure. So I was just really happy the way he gave me that. And I want you guys to know, my sister and I did not talk about the title. Like the last 10 minutes before the show comes on, we speak to each other. And during the week we do, but we were speaking to each other just every day. And I said, I cannot wait to see what God has given you on this. I cannot wait to see what God has given you on this tape. So what I love the most, and I hope you guys can understand is, no matter where you are in your life, no matter how big or how small, God can still use you to be great. And I did not realize that. I, when I envisioned God and he began to speak to me and show me what he wanted me to do for him, I always pictured it on a platform as Joyce Myers TV Jake. Oh, man, you guys, that's just how I pictured it. But it's not like that. But what he lets me know is even when I'm at work, even when I'm at a grocery shop, and even when I'm out doing what I have to do, I still have a voice like that bird. And I can still sing of his praises. And I can still be able to show people no matter what, circumstance or place you're in, God is still with you. So that's what that's all about. I sing because I'm happy. Sing because I'm free. My eyes are on the sparrow because I know he watches over me. That's what the Holy Spirit gave me about that. So it's a little bit of everything for everybody to be able to experience and enjoy. If you're not on the level as my sister, understand she has put the work in. I'm not saying that you haven't, but maybe we need to start identifying what type of bird we are. And Mm. to me, as long as you're not a pigeon, because they just flock together, but if you're an eagle, sometimes you have to soar and fly alone but know your place and where God has you, and then that way you can enjoy it more. That was my take on it, sir. I love it. I absolutely love it. it you, when you started describing the relationship that Tweety Bird had with the old lady, it just took my mind, and, and I could and visualize, because, yeah, I grew up with Tweety Bird and, and Sylvester the Cat, bad putty cat, bad putty cat. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but, but it took me to a place of, so the bird is singing because it's protected, not because it's encaged, but because it's protected, because they know it knows that it's safe. And that, you know, that takes on a whole nother connotation on our relationship with God, recognizing that we are safe, that he has protected us. Some situations are there to do just that, to protect you. And a lot of times we are fighting in some of these protective situations because we don't understand. And it is, it's, so vitally important that we, the word says, wisdom is the principal thing. 
but in all thy getting, get understanding. It is so vital that we get understanding of our circumstances and our situations. We, a lot of times, are kicking against the prick, as they say. We're trying to bust out of situations that God has placed us in, not even understanding that that situation is your place of provision, that situation is your place of protection. That situation is your place of elevation. And you don't even understand it because you're so busy caught up in your your fleshly reality that you've not tapped into the spiritual reality that God is trying to show you. And so I am so grateful that you brought that out, that aspect out, because it's so important. It is so, so very important. All cages are not bad cages. All cages are not bad yeah. cages. All all circumstances that on the outskirt may look bad are not bad on the inside. I'm just as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness. Okay, and we would we ninety percent of the time we talk against our wildernesses. We want to get out of the wilderness. We're sick of of sojourning in the wilderness, but If we go back and read it, the wilderness was a place of provision. Shoes didn't wear out. Clothes didn't wear out. They were fed. They got tired of the manna, so then they were given quail. It was like God protected them. They didn't have to go to war. In fact, when God got ready to take them into the promised land, he had to teach them to war. Because remember, that older generation had died out. They had died out because they had doubted God. They had sinned against God. They tried to replace him with a golden calf. They had did all of these things that were, were against what God was trying to do. And so they had died out and God had to teach the newer generation how to war even before they could cross in over the Jordan. So it's it's very interesting that we lose sight of the love of God in the midst of our situations, in the midst of our caged times, in the midst of our, our wildernesses. We're so busy thinking the grass is greener on the other side and wanting to get to the promised land ahead of schedule, ahead of time. Now, now here's something. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. There wasn't a point in time that had the children of Israel walked in faith, walked in obedience unto God, they wouldn't have had to go through the wilderness experience. Hear me now. Okay, because they were taken to the promised land very shortly after they left Egypt. But because of their doubt of the provision and the protection and the, the strength of God for their lives, when the spies were sent into the promised land, 12 were sent. 10 came back with a bad report. Only two came back standing on the promises of God. And those are the only two that went over there that were able to cross over the Jordan when they did enter the promised land 40 years later. And that was Joshua and Caleb. So you can avoid some of your cage time. You can avoid some of your wilderness time. But what will that entail for you? It will entail you trusting God. It will entail you walking in faith. It will entail you singing his praises in the midst of. Recognizing if he made a promise to you, he is a God of his word. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said it and shall he not be good? Amen. Amen. You better say that. Amen. Amen. I can shout on that alone. That's a sermon. Amen. That is so deep. That's so powerful. Because you know what? While you were speaking, and the Holy Spirit said to me, just like when Daniel was in the lion's den, some may have looked at it like, and even he did at the time, like that was it. That was going to be it. But God gave his favor even in the lion's den. The cage he said to me while my sister was speaking, sometimes for some of you out there, the Holy Spirit said, that symbolizes your armor. When you put on your armor of God, 
And when you walk out there in the war and whatever, the war of what we cannot see sometimes, he gives us that protection, that cage, that surrounding to lock you up or to make you claustrophobic or to take anything from you, but to give you a symbolization of protection Mm. for you and for your spirit. So why does the cage bird sing again? Since my favorite is definitely by Lauren Hill. I sing because I'm happy. I keep saying that to some of you. My hope, my spirit keeps saying, speak that to your spirit, to your existence. I sing because I'm free. And a lot of you don't even realize you think that you're in slavery. And look at all that's going on. And oh my gosh, and this is it, and this is it, and this. You know, sometimes we, we deal with faith too greater than what we're supposed to. That's God's business. Mm. But even though, see, Kate, you're not in, if you're not in prison, even I heard somebody tell me one time, even when they were locked up, they can have my body, but they can't have my mind. Mm. And I was like, what? Because, see, I'm not, you guys, I'm, I'm, I was a very claustrophobic person until the Lord let me know that that was all about me to always be in control. That's another show, another time, another subject. But when they said that to me, I was like, How? what do you mean? They can have your body, they can't have your mind. Because even still, when Daniel was in the lion's den, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was cast into the fire, even though their body, they said, every, the flames were consumed around them, they still, their minds kept the faith, their minds kept their eye on God, their minds, even though I'm sure the enemy came against you, you're ready to burn up, fly. Hmm. And I, we've all been there sometimes. We, 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 I just went through something just not too long ago, and my spirit, I was like, Lord God, I was just, and finally I heard the Holy Spirit say, when are you going to finally trust me? Mm. When are you going to trust me with this? Let go and see. And finally my husband was like, the Lord said, let go. They're going to call. And they did. Thank you, Jesus. But even though, even though, you guys, it seems like, oh, gosh, there's no way out of your job. You want to start a business, you're ready to do things. Even though all in your family just seems like there's no hope, it doesn't seem like it's getting better. Even though, oh, Lord, you know I'm to my last job, it don't seem like this is better, 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 better. Seems caged. Because that's what the enemy wants you to believe. That the cage is for entrapment. But the Holy Spirit just told me to speak to your soul today and say the cage is for protection around you. And when you can sing even in the midst of it all, that's when you said this about being able to have your own voice. That's when you tell the devil, I refuse to believe your lies. I have a voice to believe what God said to me, that he would never leave nor forsake me. Then he has good plans for me, to protect me, to love me, to prosper me. That's when you stand on God's word. And it's not too many things that you make to remember, but remember the things that God has always told you. Why does the cave bird sing? You sing because you're still blessed. Mm. You sing because no matter what the world on the news and everybody in Ukraine and Putin and this and that and election. Oh my God, lala, 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 lala. You sing because you know that God still gives you a voice to praise Him, even in the midst of it all. You don't have to be on a platform of five million women to have an identity. If God bless you, praise God. But if you're not there, Stop thinking of yourself less than and use the platform that God has given you. Even if it's three, four, five people, make a difference in that 
and see how God will multiply. Mm. It's knowing your identity. And the change sometimes surrounds you so you can be able to feel trapped, to be able to want to be free, to know your own identity. I love yeah. what you said. That's so much how the Holy Spirit, you see you guys how both of them came together and we did not discuss this. I thank God for that because I love when the Holy Spirit can speak to my sister's spirit, Holy Spirit can speak to mine. You got, and don't nobody get this twisted because the Holy Spirit is not confusion. Know that your Father in heaven does not have to deal with me the same way he deals with my sister. It doesn't mean that I'm even less or greater or she's less or greater. It means he loves us both. And he knows what's best for us. And where we are in our lives and what we can accept and receive and give God the praise for that voice in that moment and situation. Amen. You know, the <laughs> the beauty of God, the, of the of how God created us, is that he created us uniquely ourselves. We are unique in who we are. We are unique in how he uses us. You know, no no two people are totally alike. Even, and I've been saying this a lot lately, but this is so, so real, even identical twins who grew in the same womb, when they are birthed forth, they have totally different personalities, they have different dreams and aspirations, and they can be used of God in many different ways. We need to understand that. We need to understand that we need to stop running around trying to emulate somebody else and allow God to utilize us in our originality and who he created us to be. And in doing that, we have to also understand the importance of supporting one another, okay? Just, you know, making sure that in reclaiming our voice, Okay, that we are standing up and standing for those that God has assigned to us, making a difference Mm -hmm. in this world for such a time as this. This is the month of Purim, and Purim is, is the story in the book of Esther about how Esther saved her people from imminent death and destruction. Awesome. But one of the things that her uncle or cousin said to her, Mordecai, was that, how do you know that you are not in the palace for such a time as this? He said, God is going to save his people. He is going to save his people. If it's not through you, then he will raise up another. But how do you know that you are not there except for just this appointed time? This appointed time. So, you know... When you're, when you're coming into the realization of who you are, when you're coming into the realization of where you have been placed, then in that midst of that realization, understand that it's not just about you. Reclaim your voice, not just for yourself, but for those around you. Don't speak down to anybody. Lift them up. Understand that you, there is power in your words. I have a, a Facebook Live coming up on this coming Wednesday, and I actually have um, a, a communication coach who um, is a word scholar from Cambridge and Oxford um, that's going to join me on this live so that we can talk about the power of words. The power of words. You know, I am very, very, very big on words because I believe that. I believe that they have power. And we have to be mindful and careful what we say, what we say about our circumstances, what we say about our situations. My sister and I were talking just before the show, and she was sharing her heart on something. And I said, well, you know, you're 80% there because you're making the decree and the declaration. You're having the faith of God to speak it forth. And so you will see the manifestation of it. The other 20% is just being obedient to how God will lead you in, in, the, in the 
um, manifestation of what it is that's going to come to pass. But the fact that God has given you the word on it, it's going to come to pass. You know it's going to come to pass. And we've got to get to that place. I know why the cage bird sings, because God has given them the word. God has given them a song. They're singing Mm -hmm. because that's what they were created to do. And it doesn't matter their surrounding or their circumstance or their situation. You know, the song that you were talking about, his eye is on the sparrow. When we go to the scripture, it talks about if he so clothed the lily of the field, if he feeds the sparrows, if he takes care of of nature, how much more is he going to take care of you? How much more is he going to provide for you? He Mm -hmm. has always been there with you. Whether you Mm -hmm. acknowledged him or even recognized him or not, he has always been there with you Mm -hmm. and for you. I know we've Mm -hmm. all had some situations and some circumstances that have happened. We've had some trauma that has gone on in our life, and we're going, where was God? Where were you when I really needed you? And he was like, right there, because you wouldn't have survived it if I hadn't have been. Amen. Don't mistake the evils of man for the presence of God or the lack thereof. Because you wouldn't have survived yeah. had God not been there with you. you better come well, why didn't he stop it from happening? Because he's given us freedom of choice. So don't confuse the evils of man. With the protection of God and the fact that you did walk through those situations and he sustained you and kept you and did not allow the enemy to take you out, did not allow that circumstance to cause you to lose your mind, did not allow you to kill yourself because of the trauma. You may have even tried to. And he said, "Uh uh-uh. Oh, no, 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 no. I still have destiny appointments and destiny assignments for you to carry out. So you can't go anywhere because I created you for such a time as this. I created you so that you could speak life into others. I created you so that you can be a vessel of my glory and you can shine forth my glory in the midst of so that you can stand and be transparent and say, you know what? I went through this, 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 and this, but look at me today. I don't look like what I've walked through. I don't sound like what I've walked through. I'm victorious in God. I've got a changed heart. I've got a renewed mind. I've got success. I've got a voice. Reclaiming your voice. I've got a voice that God has given me. He's given me a word to speak. And I will not be silent. He's given me assignments to carry out, and I will see them in the manifestation of their fruition. He's given me destiny appointments to make, and I will not miss those appointments. I will be there at one time. I will not be halted. I will not allow obstacles to stop me. And the enemy got nothing coming. I have nothing to say to him or about him because the Lord God rebukes him. Take, take heart. You know, Michael was the supreme archangel. And when he came up against the devil, he said, the Lord God rebuke you. And he went and did what he needed to do in victory. Understand your place. Understand your place. I remember God just dropped this in my spirit. This was years ago, probably about thirty years ago, and I was, I was out. Of, actually, I was at a um, a Kojic church, PT um, Pentecostal Temple, and I don't even remember what was going on. I remember, I don't know if we were, if I was in line to give or what, but I can remember there being a line and we were coming out, maybe it was offering, I'm not sure, but I remember being in this line and I remember God speaking crystal clear to me and he asked me a question. And the question was, do you really want to eat at my table? And I said, Mm -hmm. yes, 
Lord. And he said, are you sure? Do you really want to eat at my table? Mm. And I said, yes. Now, that mm. was 30 years ago. And if I tell you I'm going to walk through some things in those 30 years, but I still have a yes. Mm. I still have a yes, yes. I still want to eat at your table. Yes. I still want a seat at your table. I mm. still want to be used of you. I still want your glory to be manifested in and through me. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. I still do. Mm. 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 Sometimes God will ask you a question and you really need to think about it before you just quickly answer Mm. because it's going to cost. It's going to cost. And basically Mm. it's going to cost you you. It's going to cost you shutting Mm. up when he says shut up. It's going to cost you speaking when he says speak. It's going to cost you loving when he says love. And in your mm. flesh, all of those things that he's going to tell you to do in your flesh, you're going to be like, hmm, mm-mm, I don't think so. Mm. But yet and still, you will give a yes. You will bring your mm. flesh under subjection and say, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. So, yeah, learn why the cage bird sings. Reclaim your voice. Reclaim your voice in him. Do not allow bitterness to stop you. Do not allow grief Mm. to stop you. Mm. Your haters Mm. are necessary. He said that he was going to prepare you a table in the presence of your enemies. If there's no enemies, the table is not set yet. So don't allow things like that to stop you. Come on. Mm. Read his mm. word. Take him for what his word says. Mm. And keep going. I read something today. Um, and it really it, it touched me, especially from a from a Christian perspective. And and I would love to share it with you. It's a it's a short read, but my pastor, the Pastor Chris um Williamson was my pastor when I lived in Tennessee. And he put up a post a few days ago. And and as I read it, I was like, "Well, you better preach." But this is this is very insightful to me um in line with what we're discussing. He said, four evil men took Jeremiah the prophet, lowered him into a muddy cistern, and left him there to die a slow death by dehydration, starvation, and asphyxiation. To get out of this unjust predicament, Jeremiah couldn't lift himself up by his own bootstraps. He needed help and not a lecture. Thankfully, God raised a brave and compassionate African man who led a team of 30 men to get Jeremiah out of the mud. See Jeremiah 38. There are people trapped today in suffocating systems that are slowly killing them. Many are sinking in societal holes, i.e. poor neighborhoods, poor schools, poor health care, poor jobs, poor policing, etc. Because other people put them there. Getting out of these traps is not always as simple as people doing better. We have to acknowledge the reality of structural oppression in this country. And while seeking to improve systems, we must cast lifelines to individuals and people of other ethnic groups who are sinking in the mud. Ebed Melech, the Ethiopian, rescued Jeremiah, the Hebrew, because it was the humanitarian thing to do. Christians ought to understand this exchange better than anyone because Jesus Christ rescued us from certain death when we were sinking in the mud of depravity and we couldn't save ourselves. See Psalms 40 and 2. But why is it that Christians are usually the main ones who lecture the poor and who remove just policies that help people to better themselves? When we know better, we should do better. 
this thing touched my heart because it's like we have to reclaim our voice. We have to be a lifeline for others. We have to speak what thus says the Lord. We have to make sure that there are others, like he said, people that are trapped in suffocating systems of slowly killing them. We have to make sure that we are availing ourselves to God so that others can be pulled out of the traps that they're finding themselves in. This is vital. So we have a listener who who has joined and raised their hand, and I want to give them um, opportunity to share. Um, The last four numbers of your phone is 6212. You are live and on the mic. I, I wanted to say that I love your show. And I think it's phenomenal. And you're right. And I was an actor in Beverly Hills many years ago, and I was picked up by the police, and I was treated terribly. And I was put up on TMZ, and I was put up on everything, and people made fun of me, and I think it's wrong. And I think I think it's terrible. And I think that what you've done and your show has, has shed a light on this nonsense that we have to go through through the media today. And I just appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing that. We appreciate you. Well, we, we send good vibes to each other and praise God and, and thank you for your show. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bless the Lord. See, this is you. You never know who's listening. You never know um, who you're reaching, and this is why you've got to reclaim your voice. You've got to speak out. You've got to allow God to use you to speak life to others, to to be that voice, to shed a light on injustices, on on faith, on hope. You know, on on the fact that we can all be better, we can all learn from one another, we've got to reclaim our voices. Sis, go for it. Wow, I'm just listening to the gentleman, and I want to thank you for calling in and just shedding your light on it. And we thank God for your voice and just allowing us to know that we are reaching and touching others out there in the world. And I want you to know that. It doesn't matter. You know, it's so sad to me how we've allowed social media and different things to dictate who we are and what we are, and we shut down and we step on our words and who we are because social media are gobbling each you up. Well, this is how I feel. The social media can accept porn and child pornography in every other aspect of life than you standing up for God, no matter what you do, it, you know, you have to understand their voice don't matter. Because I believe in the end that God will continue to vindicate us. I don't like sometimes what I say, and sometimes I feel like I say too much. When I, at the end of the day, sometimes I come home, listening and want to know I evaluate my words and what I've said and what I've spoken out. Yes, it's very important to be careful what you speak out in the atmosphere because those are the hardest things to call back or words, especially if you set them out and you're not paying attention and they go and do what they're supposed to do. But I want you to know that you're still great in the land. You still have an importance. You still have a voice. And it does not matter what people have done. God will give you another platform to be able to speak out and to reach others where you need to be in your life. So I just want you guys to know we are so grateful for your listening, no matter what time it is in the day. We want you to know that we are here for you. I'm not a big um, person as much on social media, but my sister is. And what I want you guys to do is she's always live. She's always giving positive affirmations, giving us opportunities to readjust our lives to heighten our and heighten our strength and our spirituality and everything. So please, 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 please on Facebook, Twitter, on um, um, Instagram, my sister it has very many platforms. Please listen to what she has to say because it's for the development 
of you and your spirit. Because what we want is change, and that is keeping it real. Because who will we be if we don't want you to become better and all we want to do is become greater? That does not match up. So to say that, I'll give you back the platform and we'll go from there. Amen. Amen. You know, one thing that getting older (laughs) helps with, um, I think it helps with the humility of life, you know, because when you're young and you're ambitious and you're hungry and you want to be here and you want to be there and you want to be seen and you want to be heard. And as you go through life and you see even like the gentleman that you share, because he had notoriety, he was made fun of. He was blasted, you know, he was blasted for something that probably wasn't even his fault. Okay, you Hmm. you come to a place of recognition as you mature and as you get older that that going back to Tweety Bird being in the cage and protected. Sometimes those platforms are not as huge as you had envisioned them because God is protecting you. Because you've got to walk through, even the word says, don't let a novice preach the word. Like, let, you, you need to become seasoned in the word of God. You need to become seasoned in God before you just take to the stage, okay? I believe that there are things that we have to walk through in our lives that will prepare us accordingly for the platform that God will give us. And it does not matter if that platform is before millions or before hundreds or before or before your household. It does not matter how the size of the platform. What matters is the quality of the message that you are presenting. And that message is not just your words. That message is the life that you're living your life has to speak volume. When I say reclaiming your voice, yes, yes, words, words, words. I love words. Words are very important. But the life that you live, how you treat others, how you support others, how you lift others up, that's your legacy. That's what lives on. Not how many people you talk to. Because I promise you, you can talk to him. you can talk to a massive crowd, and only ten of them walk out of there who who really understood the core of your message. Some are just there just because everybody else was going. How many how many people are you truly touching at their core with what you're speaking, with what you're living? That's what counts. Um, you know, I've lived all over. When I, the church I attended in Florida um, had a sign up in the pulpit, each one reach one. That was part of the motto, each one reach one. Each time you reach out to someone, not for fame, not for notoriety, not for accolades, but out of genuine care and compassion and love, now you've reached one. And that's what God is calling you from for, is to reach one. So since we're down mm-hmm. to 90 seconds, I'm going to let you pray us out. And, um, yeah, this was good. I thank God for it. This was good. Amen. Holy Spirit, we want to thank you right now just for allowing us to be here another day. We want to thank you for allowing us to speak on what you want us to so we can be able to reach others all. We don't want to pay attention to any individual group. We love them all. It doesn't matter who you are, black, white, gay, striped, gay, lesbian. Whatever you are, you teach us love, to love one another. It's not for us to judge. But what we want to do is we want to be able to make a change that you have given us and instill within us to walk in this world and to provoke and to ignite spirit and soul to be able to comfort and walk forth to ignite others so that your glory may be spread throughout the nation and throughout the land. We thank you for what you're doing right now, even behind the scenes. You don't look like sometimes. 
Well, we thank you because we know that it's not when we want it, when you are an on-time God. We thank you for the new blessings that you're manifesting in our lives, whether it's in our walk, our jobs, our talk, our minds, our health, whatever it is, Lord. Ignite our spirits so that we can become greater to you. And in return, your glory will be magnified on high. And just as the sun is shining, it will shine the same way in all of our spirits that we could be able to connect, love again, touch again, feel again, and, and be able to be who you have called us to be. Not like others, but our individuality of who you have made us to be. We thank you right now. Touch those that are hurting. Those may be in bereavement right now, Lord. Those that have birthdays, anniversaries, we wish you a happy birthday, happy anniversary. For those that are going through, we're with you. Please get close to us. We're here for you. You don't want to just be a voice on the radio, but you want to be a voice in your heart, your mind, and your soul. And through all that, we say thank you, Father God in heaven for everything that you've been in our lives and everything that you've done and you continue to do. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, sis. Thank you, thank you. Well, we pray that we have been a blessing. And please share, share the link so that others can hear and hopefully be blessed as well. And as we say, we, Lord willing, God willing, we'll be with you next week. Same God time, same God channel. Same God channel. I love you, sis. God bless you guys. Love you too. God bless. Let's keep it real.